Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. Today, I have a special guest. He is the host of West Virginia on Commonplace, and his name is JR. What's going on, man? I appreciate you coming on the show. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, really big fan of your show. Uh, funny story real quick before we get too deep into things. Uh, with the type of job that I do inside podcasting, people throw shows at me and they send them to me. Um, like, man, listen to this show. This show got a little edge. And sometimes I listen to it work. You know, it's a, it's a group of us as a collective, so they will listen in line. Um, I was in Dayton, Ohio, when I was alerted about your show. And um, I don't know what was going on that day. So I was like, I'll listen to it. So I listened to it one time, went through pretty fast, didn't pay too much attention. I was working third shift, so went to sleep, got back up. I listened to your episode on the way to work. And then we played it out loud on um, the loudspeaker so that everybody else could hear it. And people really uh, dug into it. Uh, like the way that you do your question and answers, uh, the one that draw people in was uh, how you were able to tame uh, Big Smash. Like you made Big Smash uh, more human or more personable, and, and that's a hard thing to do. So that's one thing I want to give you a quick accolade, accolade on. It's like, man, that's amazing that you were able to keep him. I mean, he was still hype on your show. Yeah, but it yeah. was like It was like you kept him in a, in a situation that made him uh, more personable. And then you can see it from that episode. So he did with you later on. You see the episodes that he put out later. He put out two kind of, I ain't going to say sensitive or assault in the game episodes, but he put out a little bit more personable stuff about himself instead of those posse cuts he always does. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, listen, I, I try to make people as comfortable as I can make them on the podcast. The, the way my attitude is when I talk to people, I want people to be themselves. But at the same time, I try to keep a tone where, listen, if we're going to get high, we can get high. But my tone, my, my tone never changes unless I get agitated. And I like Big Smash. He he does real good work, man. He's he's on all the time. He, the guy's posting a million videos. He's one of the hardest workers out there. So I, I just wanted to give him the spotlight for my audience to get to know who he is. And 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 yes, he can be a little bit much sometimes, but this is why people love him. This is why he does what he does. And he he is who he is, and I don't want to take that away from him. The same way I don't want to take it away from you. You are one of the hardest working dudes out here too, but you do a lot of your stuff behind the scenes. Not only are you a podcaster, you also run a marketing uh, a marketing business for podcasters to help to get monetized. So tell my audience a little bit about that. All right. So basically, West Virginia and Commonplace uh, Consultant. Um, what we do there is we'll take podcasts and a uh, little statistic real quick. And we're talking about independent podcasts. When I say these numbers, 93% of them don't make money. And when I say don't make money, when you look at the production production cost of a show, if I buy a Yeti microphone, that microphone's $130 unless I get it on sale. So you take the 130 and stretch it out the whole year. That's a part of your total until you pay off that Yeti microphone. So the average person when you factor in internet and everything else, unless they're doing their show after car, because I got a lot of people that do shows inside their car on a Wi-Fi at the library, so it ain't costing them a dime. And they're just using their phone. But that's just a little inside tricks you can do, whatever. But anyway, um, so the average show costs someone like right around six to nine dollars an episode. If you factor in everything it takes to actually make an episode, the mm -hmm. headphones you use, the microphone, the pop filter. So we go in, look in your area where you live. Uh, I gave you an example earlier when we did a little pre-call. Um, I'm, I'm from 
Parkersburg, West Virginia. So say like if you live here in Parkersburg, I would get you tied into whoever would like to make money or, or have advertisement with you on two different ends. I'm not going to necessarily have, have to be like an ad that you read out. You could have a silent partner or somebody that just slaps a tag on and they may say, um, frankly, Francisco um, partnering with, we'll just use Gina's. That's the restaurant mm-hmm. out here. So Gina's, so y'all partner together. And when they have certain events, we would try to get you linked in because the goal in podcasting is when you're doing advertising and making money is this one thing to actually figure out how you're reaching your audience because you listen to your audience all the time. But a lot of people don't know who their audience is like they don't have a mailing list to actually see if um, me, for instance, my real name is Wilbur, seeing if Wilbur out here when I lived in South Charleston, if I'm actually listening to uh, Franklin Francisco, your show. A lot of podcasters don't know how to get that data and to look that deep and to see who's actually listening. They're just like, oh, I got fans. And when I hear this and I see this, when we, you know, if we come, if you just a formal talk or something like that, I will ask these type of personal questions. Do you know who your listeners are? And people will say they'll go to that little uh, anchor list or whatever they're on and say, I've got fans in Idaho and Bism or any city. I don't know a city in Idaho. Yeah. We'll, just use, we'll just use North Carolina, Charlotte. I've got X amount of fans here, but do you know that that's Tina from Greensboro that's really listening and she don't live in Charlotte. So that's the thing that we try to differentiate and we try to just like look and see if it's feasible for you to make money. Everyone can get money in podcasting, but people have this misconception that you're going to come out here and just do these Joe Rogan numbers. No, you're not because me and you do the same podcast. You actually do a Q and a with up and coming podcasters and our middle tier podcasters, and I do the same thing in a podcast collide episode, but you do it as a full on series. Mm. I do it kind of like because I'm a genre jumper. I'm like a, a yeah yeah a, a variety show. Yeah. So when I do the podcast collides, it's similar to what you do because you bring people up, you elevate them with um, great questions and the way that you twist things around. So basically, I teach podcasters that you need to have series inside your show because, um, like for me, for instance, my Thursday show. Not everybody's going to make my Thursday show, but you can make my Saturday and Tuesday because that Thursday show is sponsored. I have to meet certain criteria and people say that's a sellout. I say, um, I can't listen to somebody that's not making money on that. I'm making money with this. So I tailored my show to a certain degree that it fits a certain demographic. And those people are the ones that are paying for me to keep that one running. But to me, why is it a sellout? And this is where I get frustrated with podcasters. Why is it a sellout? The whole point of being a podcaster, yes, you love what you're doing. But at the end of the day, you want to get paid for doing this. I want to get paid for this. At some point, I want to be sponsored. The dream is getting up every day, getting on this mic and be able to talk to people for a living. That is the goal for me. I do that now in my in my day job. You know, I'm a business banker. But this is what I want to do for a living. I want to talk to people like you. I want to talk to up-and-comers. There's only five celebrities. Five that I can tell you right now, I only want to speak to. I I don't want to do Hollywood. I don't want to do people from Hollywood. To me, that's overdone. There's so much talent out in this world that is not getting recognized for what they can do and who they are. This is what I want to bring. And this is why I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Like you, you're behind the scenes. How do you balance that, man? Because now, not only are you being a, a promoter, you have to do your own podcast that you're earning sponsorships for. You have the work life, which is a regular job as well. And you have the, the house, the wife. How, how do you how do you find that balance, man? Because it can be difficult. All right. So let me give you this. And there's one thing called automation. Automation. Those ads that you see on Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I use Facebook Business Suite. I take Sunday or Saturday because everybody on the weekend between 8 and 12 o'clock, 
o'clock. I don't care where you are in the world. On Saturday between 8 and 12, unless you work a third shift Friday night, 8 and 12, I can almost say, unless your kid playing sports or something, 8 and 12 on a Saturday or Sunday, nobody's doing nothing. So in those wee hours when people are still sleeping or catching up on sleep, as they say, I'm out there making sure that my ads are on point. And I will, I'm one of these workhorses that I will have 60 episodes in my catalog that I can just play wow. with. And I set my schedule. Like I don't have needed to do another show until June. As we speak today. So with that kind of workhorse that I do there, I take that um, and I just, I make sure that those shows get onto the business suite, make the ads on Canva. Um, I take 15 minutes out of my day to do podcasting. I turn off my notifications to Instagram because I don't want to be bothered with what's going on with any other podcaster. If we talk or something, we get for well, you get my telephone number. You can call me. If it becomes business, we take it off of Instagram and stuff like that because when you're working in with business with people, you can't have emotion. So I don't want to have a friend sitting on my Instagram um, that, that works with me or works for me or whatever. However, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so the way I balance it is the, is the automation. And then this too, I am very particular on how I do shows. I don't schedule them. Me and you did this on the fly because when we scheduled it, it never worked. It never my worked schedule. out, yeah. So when we do it on the fly like this, this is more open. The time is free. Both of us aren't doing anything at this moment. I mean, I don't know what you got going on afterwards, but I don't have anything going on tonight except something on the Nintendo Switch. I gotta put dinner. I gotta put Thanksgiving dinner to cook at midnight. So I let it. I let it cook for like twelve or thirteen hours. So um, that's what I'm doing <laughs> when we get off. Of here. <laughs> so that's. I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. That's what I'm doing. As soon as we get off, midnight comes. Food goes in the oven at two fifty, and it'll stay there for about ten hours, ten twelve hours to cook. That way it's ready to go. Okay, okay. Now, see, mine is going to go in a deep fryer. Just <laughs> that's it. So yeah, but we we tried this and it didn't. We tried scheduling this before and it didn't work. It's just like with the last podcast that I just had. I put the clip out on on IG already. That's coming out on Saturday. That was on the fly thing, man. It's like I am. I didn't want to take chances. Like you try to run some people down, man. It's difficult to run people down that you want to you want to get on the podcast, but. I'm learning more and more. I'm, I'm starting to use the Facebook suite, business suite as well. Uh, I'm starting to, you know, learn in and, ins and out. You know, I have to pro- self-promote more and do those things. I'm trying to do a lot of that stuff before I actually have to pay somebody to do it for, to help me do it, to see, because I want to try to build a base first before I actually start, you know, uh, investing too much money into this. Like the mic that I have now is a Samsung Q2 mic. It's a, it's a good mic. Uh, you yes. know, I, I, and then I have uh, the audio box, uh, Personas audio box 96. I've been using that as well. So, I mean, I got some decent equipment. We all want to upgrade. We all, you know, I don't use a condenser mic. I just don't. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, then I, I use a dynamic condenser mic. You can hear a pin drop in the room <laughs> with the with the condenser mic. Yes. So I don't use that because my room is too is too big and it's not filled to use a, a, a condenser mic. So I do my best to try to level everything out. This is why another reason why I try to keep keep my shows once a week. It helps me balance because then I can figure things out. If I don't have a guest, I don't like talking to myself in the camera. I just don't. I I, I like talking to people. I've always been a people person. So when I have to have a conversation, if you notice, if you pay attention, if you see the podcast where I'm by myself, you see a lot more emotion come out out of me, like it personal. A lot more personal stuff comes out because who am I talking to? I'm talking to myself. So I have to give the audience something that's real because audiences can tell if you're phony or not. You can't put up a front and think, hey, 
you know, they're going to fall for this. No, I can't do that. They, I want realism. I want people in my audience to understand, hey, this is who I am. I'm not going to fake it because at the end of the day, that'll help me bring other guests on the show because they're going to go, oh, this dude is really genuine. Somebody's going to pass it on to somebody else and then pass it on to somebody else. It's like you, man. You've been, as soon as you, we connected, man, you've been very supportive and you're not even, we're, we had, this is the first time we're actually speaking in person, but, right. and I appreciate that about you because you support a lot of the podcasters on there that you're not even making money off. You're just doing it because you enjoy podcasting. You enjoy other people being successful. So how does that work against you sometimes, though? Because you know there's going to be people who's going to try to bury you. There's going to be people who's going to hate on you. How do you work that to your advantage where how do you blow all, all that off without getting upset? Because, you know, people talk and, and people will try to ruin your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a little beef with a, a podcast international. United States beef, that ain't going to handle me because um, not to be nonchalant and I'm a very humble person, but I always say this and I keep this there. I don't look at competition or any other podcast coming up against me because I do one thing. I'm a journalist. I'm not even a podcaster. When you listen to my show, it's going to sound like 2020 Dan Rather or something like that. You're going to get that kind of stuff from me. Um, I do the banter and funny stuff. I'm a funny guy too. But um, when it comes to hate and stuff like that, and I will, and I'm going to make this real strong claim here. If anybody says anything to me, they definitely don't put it out in the light. Um, and if someone does have an issue, they don't say it to me. If they do have an issue, we don't work together. Because in this industry, uh, I want to be full, full uh, with you. Disclosure. There was a podcast that I wrote. Yeah, this yeah, full disclosure right here. So here it goes. There's a podcast I really like to death. And I asked that person to come on my podcast. They told me no. They said my podcast was trash. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and I went on and I heard them on another podcast. It didn't change the way I supported them or felt about them. I was like, okay. And then somebody pulled me to the side because they heard about the whole situation. And I was like, you know what I learned? Uh out here with people with hate and different things like that that person didn't do my podcast for one simple reason and i found out the reason was, was this they felt that i was very arrogant and i had a certain air to me and i'm like nah i'm probably like the most humblest person you'll find i said but then i realized you know we went in depth and we looked at their numbers and see what was going on when i was full force about their podcast and i was doing more for them because I don't look for reciprocity. That's not what I'm looking for. I don't care what you do for me because I'm the, the market guy. I tell you how to, to get your numbers up. So I know not every secret, but I know enough to keep my numbers fine. Right. This person's numbers went low when I wasn't giving them that flagship support that, you know, support that I'm going to, that's a, the paid support. So they didn't want to work with me anymore. So that was cool, but I'm going to still support them. I'm not doing as much, but in the way that I, I worry, I mean, I take care of like haters and stuff like that. I don't even see them because when you get from the hobbyist portion of podcasting to making money, it's a difference in the podcaster's um, attitude towards you. When someone thinks that you have the golden hand for every single thing, people treat you a certain way. They 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 walk on eggshells around you, and 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 I don't like that. But a lot of people don't approach me for anything. They don't come to me. I put out a little advice here and there, but people, they kind of treat me kind of like, oh, this dude does something. This dude's making money with it. I'm going to listen to what he's saying because he's making money, which is wrong. But that's the kind of respect I get in this business. I'm, I'm not afraid to approach anybody. 
I'm going to, if you know what I'm saying? You like, if you want to talk to me, I'm an open platform. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you get one follower, if you only have one follower, if you have a million followers, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I've never, remember, I do this for a living. I speak for a living. I talk to people for a living. I talk to millionaires on a daily basis. This is me talking to somebody. It's never been a problem. I'm not afraid of that. And the reason I'm not afraid of that is because of the career that I had, uh, you know, before banking, I was security and I, 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 used to walk around celebrities at the airport when I used to do so this is not a problem for me I'm there's I don't shy away from stuff like this but what I don't like in the podcast community is so what if somebody's making money isn't that the point you can learn from I can learn from you do you understand I can learn from you you can teach me things that I do not know I'm baby facing this this is new to me January will make a year that I've done this for a year I've you know I got COVID in the beginning of the year. I got really, really sick. It threw me off for, for quite a while. My goal was to hit 52 podcasts. It's not going to happen, but I, I think I'm pretty proud of myself because I stuck to this. I could have easily just walked away from it because most podcasts that you know, because you're an analytics guy, most podcasts last seven episodes and that is it because right. content is not easy. Anybody can get on a mic and start talking, but can you continue that? Can that be week after week after week? What if you don't have a guest? Can you come up with stuff on your own and find stuff to talk about? And I think I do a pretty good job of doing that. Am, do. I, am I perfect at it? No, there's always room for improvement. But when these some of these podcasters get to the mindset where they think they're better than everybody else, you're not. Because you're not making, you're, you're, for me, for you to be better than me, you need to be making money, real money. And I can say, damn, he actually earned that. There's a girl just signed a $60 million deal a couple months ago with, uh, with Spotify. All she has to do is 45 episodes a year and, and 45 episodes a year and some promotional stuff. Are you kidding me? Like the money's there. There's 6 billion people on the planet. We need to be able to work together. Simple as that. But you know what? At the end of the day, if they don't want to work together, it's fine. I, I did an episode with uh grown man logic with Dewan from grown man. Logic. And one of the things I yes. said is, is that I don't have to like you to want to see you eat. And I'll stick to that. I can agree with that. Now, now my take on, on the business is this, like I'm always open to get to help everybody out and I'm going to give you better advice than what you get from these paywalls. That's the one thing I hate about this business. You got some people that, that they're going to like, if you come to me, my initial consultation, I charge $5 for you to talk to me my first time, $5, because I'm going to set aside an hour and I'm going to show you the, the, the trick with how to build your podcast. And I'm going to give it to your audience free right now. If you go on Spotify, and you sign up with every social media that's that's available on your cell phone, that's PlayStation app, that's that's anything, Tumblr, whatever. From Spotify, you can share on your 15-minute lunch break to every one of these pages, even linked it so you can get affiliate hosting, so you can make some money. You can do everything from Spotify, and Spotify is what's going to make you money. It's not Apple. It's not this or that. Like That's the type of stuff like I try to help people with. I'll try to get them to understand that. Yes, I use Snapchat. I go to different states and I do put my podcast at rest areas because a young person, like I say on every podcast, a young person is going to listen to my episode and say, this show is not very good, but my aunt and uncle will listen to it. Aunts and uncles at my age at 36, they don't want to click through all kinds of stuff to get to your podcast. 
They want to just be able to hear your podcast and go from there. So those children have just been marketing tools for me to get my show listened to by their aunts and uncles. Yeah. And I got listeners. Instagram followers don't matter because in all honesty about Instagram followers, it's nothing but podcasters following podcasters. You might have some fans following you, but it's really some podcasters that are really in depth and they listen and they, you know, they want to critique and they want to hear different things. So not to rip off, rip you off or anything, but to take some of your style and bring it there, bring it to their own arena. Um, but like, I don't like the, the idea of a paywall over, um, how to engage your audience because, um, local, um, podcaster enthusiasts will get on Instagram and I'm not saying any names. I'm just saying something. They'll be like, engage your audience. And then they'll say, grow your audience, do this and that, but they don't tell you how. Right. And that's the part of advice that I wouldn't charge you for. I wouldn't charge you for how to grow your audience. It's simple to grow your audience, get a mailing list. Do things to identify exactly who your audience is. Don't rely on your analytics because your analytics will not tell you exactly who it is unless you have a way for them to get to you. Even if that's if you don't want to do the email, get a fake number on Google and let people leave messages. Tell you about your podcast. If you do those kind of things, you find out who your listeners are. So if you have a podcast that has 10 people, 25 people listening or 200,000, if you don't know at least 100 of those people on any or 15 or 10, if you don't know at least five of them people in those lower numbers, then what are you really doing with what you're doing with anything? You're only just doing it as a hobby then. If you're trying to monetize, even if you only have 100, because I, I have people that have worked with me that have 100 listeners, that's it. And they still make money, but they can identify 50 of those listeners. So what I find what I find crazy is, is that when we talk about podcasting, there's a million plus podcasters out right now. We're not unique. Yes. No one who's doing podcasting is unique, no matter what your niche is. My niche wasn't unique my because I didn't realize, okay, I didn't realize my niche. I thought I was, you know, doing something different. But but then when I listen to these podcasts, a lot of these podcasts are doing the same thing. They're, they're talking to people who are up and comers. And I didn't realize this until I actually started doing podcasts and, and started listening. Now, what I can say is my style is unique. The way I do things is different than a lot of podcasters do. So I can give myself a little bit of an edge sometimes when I listen to some of these other podcasters. Some of these podcasters, when they talk, they this it's an issue with too many words that like you have too many you have too many long pauses or you know there are a lot of the words are repeated a bunch of times. It, you have to you have to practice this stuff. This is not something that you're going to learn overnight. When I if you listen to my first very first podcast, the way I spoke, you can hear the difference between now. In between when I started, because you have to, these people, they, they record and then they just throw it up. I don't do that. What I do is, is I record and I listen to the entire playback to see where I can cut off what I can uh, do better. I've scrapped entire podcasts because I didn't like it. And it drives my, my wife nuts. I'll start recording. I'll get 15 minutes in. I'm like, I don't like this. Delete it. She's like, oh, save it. You could have took bits and pieces out of it. I was like, no, now I'll save it. Now I'll save it. And I'll just take bits and pieces of that and edit it together. And to me, the hardest part about this is, it's not talking on the mic for me. It's doing everything afterwards. It's dealing with the socials. It's dealing yes. with the editing. That's a lot of work. Creating a thumbnail, like you're promoting this stuff. That's where all the work comes in at. This, this is easy for me. It's the behind the stuff that gets me, that gives me the headaches and gives me the worries. So how do you manage that, man? Like, how do you, do you have something in place already is your system where you have you have a team helping you or do you do all the promotional stuff yourself? I know you say you take that little block on Sundays to do stuff, but 
Is that the only time you do that? Do you have anybody else on your team that helps you with this stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got like a virtual assistant that looks over certain things and we test different technologies like Steamyard and stuff like that. Like I do have that. But when it actually comes to the the actual promotion part, I just jump on Canva. I've gotten so good with Canva. I can make an ad in like two minutes. Wow. And I can make it look good and do the little video and make it shake or whatever you want to happen. <laughs> and I can sling something up fairly quick, you know. Um and I do have my virtual assistant to take care of that sometimes. And then with like show notes and stuff like that, the stuff that gets you SEO, I work hard at that because sometimes I have a lax episode. So I'm not going to put too much information in it because I know I'm doing two episodes a week. So you're going to, if I'm going to get unique listeners, they're going to pull in from one of the episodes. So I'll put enough words out there that Tumblr gets it and the bots get it and move it around for me. Um, so just basically I got a, just a simple schedule. I know that I have free time at least 15 minutes every day that I can do with social media. So that 15 minutes, it may only be two minutes in the morning, three minutes in the afternoon. And the, the last uh, 10 minutes that I use at nighttime at nine or eight o'clock at night, Eastern time people. And I communicate with you because if anybody knows me, when you talk to me, sometimes you get a message here and then you have a strong, long delay on messages from me. And that's because I don't make it a priority. And that was even when I was at episode five. I always made sure that I made time for my natural life because once you become a podcaster, you get a whole new world, a whole new set of friends because you do get friends in this and that's what's yeah. crazy. You get a whole nother life and sometimes that life, and I can't even say it on occasion, sometimes that life's better than the, the normal life I lead. The people I talk to, the different stories I get to hear and involving with them, helping produce an episode, something like that. So I have to step away from that and go back to reality because I'm like, hey, there's real people here that want to deal with me. So the easiest way to do it is just figure out what works best for you. I cannot tell someone that I can prescribe you a method to my mayhem or a method to your mayhem. Just figure out what works for you. And just remember that when you are making a podcast and you're talking about sound quality um, your thoughts about it. There's only two compromises you can make inside a podcast and you do it very well. It's either going to be good or I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. Those are the two compromises. There's no in-between because people that do in-between, they pod fade really fast. Yeah. And it's, it's a struggle. And I, and I tell people all the time, it's, it's, it's something that you have to be passionate. You can't be in this business and not be passionate about it. You know what I mean? Anybody can pick up a mic. Anybody can. But you have to be passionate about the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It's a lot of work trying to get people on the show. It is. You have some people who you'll get on and they'll flake out on you. Uh, you know, I've had people who influence. I've had influencers that I've been in contact with. No lie. 200,000 followers, 300,000 followers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all come on the show. And then boom, no contact. Oh, oh yeah, I have to reschedule. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. It can get frustrating, but then you know what? I learned my lesson. I just go, okay, I'm not going to stress you. I'm going to ask you twice. You don't come on the second time. I'm done asking you. It's just, it's not going to work because to me, there's other people that I can shine the light on that wants to get seen and wants to get heard. So that's what I'm going to do. Like the gentleman that I just, I just did the interview with, uh, you know, this guy, <laughs> he came up, it took him three years to get his pot, his, uh, his uh, TikTok to where it is right now. Three years three years and it was just being persistent. And I think these are the kind of stories that people want to hear. So this is what I like, this is what I like to do. But what I like about you is, is a support system that you give people, even when they don't deserve it, you still give people support, which is unique, man, in itself. Cause I'm petty. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you like it is. I can be real petty, 
But like I said, at the same time, I'm all about, I don't got to like you for you to eat. So I'm going to support you whether I don't like you, I don't like you because that's just who I, who I am. There's enough listeners out here for everybody to make money. There, is, there really yes. is. I don't know why everybody thinks that there's not enough money out here. There's enough money out here for everybody to make to make something. But we all have to, there, there has to be some kind of, I don't think we have enough, a big enough community. We don't, we don't trust in each other enough to be able to build something together. So everybody wants to do everything individually and not, not come. And, and I think that's the problem. We we're just too many people trying to bury people too much cutthroat stuff going on in this business. Why? Yeah. That, that's the one thing that gets me. Cause like I tell people, if the four or five people that I contacted after podcast agreement did that little uh, thing, had it stuck with me and just listened to what I said on a few things. Cause I'm not this, this overbearing person. The way I'm talking to you is how I talk to people in business. Um, I do have a set certain ways that you, you can make money. Even if your podcast is crap, just like uh, uncle Dolomite from too much game uh, podcast said one time, there's platinum rappers that are not good rappers. The story of Jay-Z and Nas is the best story I can always give with this. Jay-Z, we know he took somebody's rhyme book and he took, and he made money off that rhyme book after that person passed away. And then he, obviously was still a, a influence in that. And he, for a few summers, he was the, the hottest act. Nas, for instance, was will always be one of our greatest poets, but Nas didn't get much success or major success until he joined up with Jay-Z later on and he made more money and put himself in the echelon where he is now. So I agree like with what you said, people need to come together and work together. But I'll tell you the, the whole, the hardest thing in this industry, in, and I'm talking about independent podcasting on the medium tier, which we were all on the medium tier. That's exactly what I want to define it as now is I'll reach out to someone and I'll listen to your show and I'm going to be like, hey, I'm not coming to you uh, to give you pointers on this or that because I don't care about your audio and stuff like that. You got to fix that. You have to learn that on your own. Right. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to be your sound engineer. But if you did four shows about mental health and you covered the major ones, um, male, female, um, any binary, non-binary, any of that. You cover that stuff, and then you go into deeper aspects like depression. You go into anxiety. Well, we need one more episode out of you dealing with another aspect that people don't talk about inside mental health. Don't just stop there. Add one later, and then you can go, and then you've got a block of episodes. Um, so many times with people, their show, if it's a Q&A like what I do, I follow a set pattern on that Thursday show. You're going to know that I have a life coach once in a blue moon. I'm going to have an actress, actor, whatever. I'm going to do different things, but there's going to be a middle tie-in if, you, if you're actually following my podcast to each person that's on there. Like this week, for instance, I did a show about Parkersburg. I threw that in there because I haven't done anything with the actual name of West Virginia in so long. I used to do stuff with the farmer's market, but my show's grown so much that my biggest uh, state is actually Ohio when it comes to what I do. So I do more in Ohio because I'm there. Um, so like get back to what we were saying without me going every, each which way with things. Um, if the community would just embrace people's ideas, um, and don't have this kind of stigma that just because this dude's making money, he's saying this and that because he feels this way or that way about stuff. Nah, it's not that. It's because I, I had a lot of no's and a lot of doors shut in my face and I found ways around those doors shutting in those no's. It's not that I ever want to say that I'm better than anybody else. No, I just want to say that this company shut the door on me because of this. They said that my show was too vulgar. So I cut the vulgarness out. 
I put that on a Saturday show that's not getting sponsored. If I want to do my fun stuff, I do my fun stuff for free. If I want to make money, I don't do, do my fun stuff for free because I've, like you said, with keeping the foul language out of your show and stuff like that, I've got to be able to sell to a demographic. And that's what podcasters don't understand. When they come to talk to me or they want to talk about stuff, they don't have that marketing because you have marketing in your background. You know how to win people over. You have that charisma. They don't come with marketing and charisma. And if you don't have the marketing behind you and you're not willing, if you're bullheaded and you're not willing to embrace someone that does marketing, Mm -hmm. you are going to fail because you think that it just comes like this and that, and it doesn't. So it's a, so I hope, I hope everybody's listening to this. He's, he's basically schooling you for free. Somebody that can get paid for doing what he's doing. He's actually giving you lessons. So my audience needs to start paying attention. He's giving you lessons for free here. He's giving you stuff that he can charge you for. And he's doing it here on my podcast, which I appreciate, man. I, I, thank you for, you know, giving information out that you could literally charge for if you wanted to. And you're doing it as, as a service here on my podcast, which I'm very, very grateful for. I think my audience would be very grateful for as well. A lot of past, you know, a lot of podcasters will, you know, probably have issue with what you're saying because you know that somebody's always going to have a problem with right. what you're saying. But, but I believe in what you're saying, and I and I think it's people have to learn. People have to be willing to learn how to do this stuff. You have to bring something to the table other than a microphone. You have to be have, like you said, charisma. You have to be able to have skills on the mic interviewing. You have to be able to promote and self promote. One of the things that I'm learning, and I and I posted a, a meme on that on on my IG was is I have to do a better job of self-promoting myself. I just, when I first started, I didn't do that. I I was like, oh, I'm just, I'll build myself up first and then worry about that later. You can't do that. You have to, you got, you can't be afraid to change things up because people get tired of you real quick. If you're not, you're not coming out with fresh content or you're just repeating the same content over and over again. Sometimes you have to reinvent yourself. And I don't mean necessarily change your whole show format. You know, now, if I sign a $40 million deal or 30 million or even a $100,000 deal and they want me to be a certain way, we might have a problem because that's not what I signed. That's not what you signed me up for. You signed me up for for me to be the individual that I am. Now, some people will, that's what you call a sellout. Somebody who signs up, you know what I'm saying? And then changes their whole demeanor <laughs> and changes exactly who they are for that for that that money. And, and don't get me wrong, nine out of 10 people are going to do it because you know, money talks sometimes for people, but for me, I, I don't want to change who I am. I do what I do for a reason, but you know, temptation is always going to be there, but sometimes I think sometimes you got to have a stronger will than that. So for you, knowing that you have sponsorship, knowing that your podcast is where it is, you built it up from the ground up, but you did that through hard work, get doors slammed in your face. It's just a continuation of you saying, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to move on to the next thing. How do you not let the money change you sometimes? Because I know sometimes some sponsors want you to talk a certain way and be a certain way. How do you deviate from that? And I know you said you do the the, the one where you have fun um, on the Saturday podcast, but here's my thing. How do you, on your regular show that's sponsored, how do you not deviate too much from who you are because of the money? Well, because this one thing, all right, in a podcast where you're not a question and answer type guy, you have to have different type of personalities. When I come on, um, you know who I am because I have other episodes. Like I said, I, what I did is I, I made a, a careful way of being able to know who I am and know why I'm interviewing on Thursday. 
So the personal episodes, like where you find out about how Michelle died and different stuff like that in my love series, you find out about the softer side of Sears. And then, you know, because you remember that commercial, the softer side of Sears, yeah. and then there was a craftsman section. So then you get the craftsman section out of me when it comes to Thursdays and when I do that ever so often, Tuesday episode. Because sometimes I'll do three of them and sometimes I'll switch the dates up. But um, what I do is I keep that same catchphrases and different things that I use all across the board. Like I say, you stay on point like Steve Nash or you're going hard in the paint like Gal Ming, stuff like that, that. Those are my catchphrases. I keep everything that's about me the same, no matter which podcast I'm on, is just the nature of the conversation changes. If gotcha. we do a show on Saturday, it's going to be fun. It's going to be hype. It's going to be this and that. It's going to be cussing. It's going to be all kinds of stuff because I'll slap a parental advisory on it so that you know that that's not a show for the kids to listen to. Yeah. And I know that I'm not going to make any money with a sponsor if I don't sell vulgarity from the get-go. If you sell vulgarity from the get-go, there are people that will buy that. Look at Howard Stern. That's my greatest example. I always tell people his vulgarity made him lots of money still makes him money to this day yeah but he ain't the same dude if you listen to i got serious ready he's not the same dude he's not the same dude he was he's the the money's changed him it's softened him he's not the same jock shock that he was the uh, shock jock that he was back in the day howard stern is night and day you hear a lot of his early stuff and you hear the stuff he has now he ain't the same person he just ain't when you're making a hundred million dollars a year to barely be on a radio show because he barely he barely does the show anymore. Like he has a whole channel just dedicated to just nonsense that he's done past episodes. The money changed him. I mean, can you blame him? Hundred million dollars a year. You're signing deals to be on satellite radio, and people think satellite radio is is the place to be. Satellite radio loses money. Their stock just <laughs> makes nothing, and people don't realize that. And they're paying they're paying some of these podcasters outrageous amounts of money and i listen to some of the shows they have on on the satellite radio how some of these people are host is beyond me how these people are signing contracts is beyond because they are absolutely terrible and and it's not me hating on them i'm happy they got i'm one of these guys i hey make your money i'm happy if you get paid but i'm gonna tell you if you're trash if you're trash you're trash but you're trash with millions of dollars congratulations you're still trash that's not going to change. That's not going to change the narrative. It, it amazes me. I listen. I'm like, man, I know some podcasters who would who would kill in this position, who would do a way better job than what this guy is doing. But I digress. He got where he got. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I, do I think he's terrible as a host? Absolutely. But am I glad he's making his money? Yes, because that's the one thing I never want to stop somebody from doing is making their funds. You can be a trash podcaster, and if you sign a, a $50 million deal, I'm gonna be like, bro, good job. Good job. I'm happy you got your money. Now you got you just built generational wealth for your family in the future. You're still trash, but I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? And I give, yeah, I get that same sentiment. Like, because I tell people, like, there, there's a, a big thing that goes on in podcasting that separates us as the USB mic podcasters <laughs> versus the XLR podcasters. And I say, I say this, I do, I don't, I like all of it. Um, do I invest in that type of stuff? No, because I travel. My Yeti mic, I can hook up and it has the audio interface inside the USB mics. So I can fix, fix it for my computer and then use it on any other device. Um, XLR stuff, I love it. I love how people have all that set up because you're really being a technician inside of this. But does my show sound good? Yeah. Do I have to do some tuning just like you do? Yeah. So that's the only uh, thing there. Now, one thing I do want to talk about real quick uh, before we go any further is this one thing that uh, irritates me in podcasting. It's the uh, 
cell phone podcasters. The cell phone podcasters, and this is just something I want to say on your show, and, I, and I, if you have to edit this out, edit it out. If you were doing a podcast, I don't care if you're using an Android app or whatever you're using, add an external mic. I don't even care if it's that little clip boy thing that you put on your, your shirt. Add something else because the episodes sound really low. And that's one thing I will say in podcasting. Your sound quality after 10 episodes makes or breaks your podcast. It's ten, the 10 episode mark, 10 episode and 20 mark on episodes decides your fate as a podcaster. Because you don't fix stuff at episode 40. You're just going to do the same thing you did at 10, you know? So sound quality is one thing that you have to work on. And, it, and if you do an amateurish podcast like what I do, I told my audience from the get-go, it was going to be amateurish. There's no intro. The only intro you hear is if I hit the mic by accident. So... I let them know that it's pure talk. I'm going to edit the show. It's going to sound crisp in some shows because of the nature of the person I'm talking to. I'm going to let it be raw. Yeah. I'll let you know. I let my my um, mailing list and my private listeners understand this and that, and they get certain content that you don't necessarily get to hear. So, um, in those avenues, like that, that's one thing. Like I try to tell everybody, like uh, once you get that sound quality right, and you prescribe to what you're going to do. If you do Q&A like you do, then you got to have a module and a set proof plan to get guests. Um, once you get that, that's when you can look at monetizing. If you're just doing it to, to build yourself up and get there, yeah, you can make some follies and mistakes and different things like that. Um, fumble a guest here and there. And then you got to have that episode that attracts people, the intimacy. That is the worst thing that people forget in podcasting. You have to build intimacy. It does not come from Q&A. It comes from finding out more about your life. The access that you give people is where you're going to make your money later. And here's a clear example. On TikTok, if anyone follows me, you see behind the scenes stuff. You see silly stuff. You see when I'm in Virginia Beach, these different places. You see personal things in my life that you will not see on Instagram unless you follow my personal page. So certain access that you give after you get after 10, 20 episodes, that's the stuff that you monetize on. People will jump over to Patreon and some people make money over there by doing shows or some people do like I do. I have a set of certain listeners, so they get premium episodes. I don't do my premium episodes on Apple. I tested it out and I failed 100%. I'll tell everybody that. I went on there. I made a little money. I was giving my shows away for 99 cents a month. I, that's highway robbery um, for the quality stuff. The other episodes that I do are still quality, but the difference when you get to that level of premium episodes to which you're given for free is this. My premium episode, once again, has certain access that you're not going to get inside my normal show. And that access is this. If I'm in Dayton, Ohio, and I do an episode and I put it out the next day, well, those people are going to know I'm in Dayton, Ohio. They're not going to, hopefully they don't pop smoke me, but those people are going to know that um, they're, I'm in their community. We're going to do sometime cinema. We're going to throw up a, a, a cult movie. We're going to do it on a little projector. I'm going to come meet and read with you. We're going to talk it up and chop it up. So that's the difference in a premium episode because you're getting more personal access. The other episodes tailored to getting an audience, bringing you in. And if you really like my product, meet me on the other side of that paywall. And that's the hardest thing right there. People think that when you put that paywall up, just because you got good content, you put a paywall up, I might stop listening to your show. Because I'm like, what did you do to personally make me feel like we could be friends or we could kick it? Because like, I'm one of the people, I'm a straight edge person. I don't drink or smoke, mm -hmm. but I like to go out and eat. 
So I like to try any all kinds of food. I like to eat authentic this or that and stuff. So I'm gonna invite you to the meet and greet at the Greek restaurant. Yeah. That's and and that's the type of stuff that you that's why you put a paywall up because that kind of access, it's not that you're a celebrity, it's kind of like I'm letting y'all into the to the hours that I normally just keep to myself. See, for me, it's a little different though, because I I don't travel for work. I, you know, I I'm I live and work in the state that I live in. So I can't, I don't travel for work. And then when I do travel with the family, I might post one or two things while I'm on vacation, but that's my time to spend with my wife and my kids away from all this stuff. So I, I still have to find that happy medium and that happy balance to, to unlock the door. My last episode, I went really in depth and it got real personal. If you listen to the whole thing, it was, it was one of those episodes that you said, it was one of those in depth, one of those person. I, you know, open myself up to everybody, you know, my issues and, and, you know, having to be homeless for three months living in my car. Like it, it's, I got real personal on that, but I think sometimes you have to, because people need to see you for who you really are. And I still have to find that balance where I can, you know, give some more behind the scenes stuff. But at the same time, it gets difficult because I have to balance my work life is, is I got five kids. I'm married. You know, I got bills to pay. I have outside stuff. I don't make any money in this podcast game right now. So my concentration is making sure I have a roof over my head. So I try to give out the best content that I can give out. And like you, I wish I can have six, you know, 30 episodes sitting in the rack for, for, for the next, then I wouldn't have to worry about anything for a couple of months. I could just lay back and pre-program that stuff. You know what I'm saying? To, to get loaded. And all I have to do is worry about the social, but I, I don't have that luxury because I have to, I st- my, my scheduling starts on Sunday. So I start trying to hit up certain people to try to get them on a show Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And everything for me is after eight o'clock. It has to be after eight o'clock because of the kids. So my windows from, uh, eight o'clock to 11 o'clock and then I'm done. And then I, you know, I can't do anything else because, and then the weekends is for my family. The week, I'm not doing podcasts on the weekends. I might jump on a live. If somebody's on a live and somebody wants me to jump on, I'll jump on. Like the other day I jumped on, you were on it. You you saw, I jumped on grown man logic podcast. Uh, and we were on there kicking it for, for a minute. I can do that stuff. I don't run my own lives. I, I, I don't know why I don't, I don't know if I'm not just comfortable doing it because I'm not a numbers guy, but, you know, you only have two or three people watching or you have zero people watching. I know you can record it and you can post it on on IG afterwards. I just feel if I want to talk to somebody, I want to feel like somebody's actually listening to the conversation that we're having. That's probably why I don't do my own lives. That's that's wild. Now, I say this about the lives. I don't do very many of them. The only time I do them is like if like say like me and you talking right now, I would do a live after this for for the sake of it's a it's a tight promotion. I'm not worried about who's in that corner because that corner don't matter. I'm worried about the person that's going to look at it at 2.40 in the morning over wherever they are living. And they're like, oh, they did something together. I'm trying to get this. I look at the marketing strategy of it. I don't look at what's the now. I look mm-hmm. at the future because if I die, possibly I want them want them, that stuff to be good. Just like Pop Smoke was after he died. Yeah, yeah. His music was good. I don't know why I always do references to Pop Smoke, <laughs> but I, I really did like the first album. But anyway, um, so the lives with me, I don't necessarily do my own lives. I usually, whoever's interviewing me, I'm like, jump on your live. I'll jump on it and I'll interview you on your live because they know I'm the interview dude. And the questions I'm going to ask you, they're going to be sharp because I just got them. Sometimes it's scripted and sometimes it's not. That's one thing I do want to say real quick. Everybody has this misconception. I do script my shows. What I do for scripting is this. And me and you were going to do a show about a movie. Let's say uh, Free Willy. That's a good mm-hmm. example. 
Free Willy has a soundtrack with Michael Jackson, SWV on a song. So I'm going to make it a point to let you know that I'm going to say something about that in the show. I'm going to be like that one song with the human nature background with the Michael Jackson singing. <laughs> it, 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 it met a point with me when Free Willy was jumping over dude and all the extra stuff. The Michael Jackson tie-in worked out for me as a kid because I like Michael Jackson. So I would throw that in the show just to give him a little praise because I want to pay homage to him and the movie for its merits. That's something that's scripted. That's me letting you know ahead of time that I'm going to bring this out. Everybody does some scripting in their show. They just don't know that they're scripting it. It doesn't mean when you're scripting something, it doesn't mean you have to write it out. But everybody should have a format or something to go with your show because if you just go off the dome all the time, people catch on to that. People will realize like some people are good on the fly, but I don't want to hear me talking to you and hear um, 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 in between or a weird silent pause. So I will like, like when you come on my show, you will get a list of questions from me. It will be over 15 to 30 questions. You'll know those questions. You'll know the answers, but here's the thing. I'm not going to ask you those questions at all. I just want your mind frame to be tight enough around that to, to grip that. Hey, he does script his show and he's giving me the opportunity to see where the conversation may flow because the conversation starts off and it's not organic. As you go through the podcast, like we're talking now, it's become organic. I know the cues to talk to you and then I know when to be quiet. Like, so I hit the cue now I'm quiet. So this is where I think you and I differ when it comes to this stuff. So I talk to people for a living outside of podcasting. So I have that ability to do things off the fly. I don't, I don't, I don't script my, my shows. And the reason I don't script my shows is because I want my guests to feel like they can say whatever they want to when I ask a question and how I formulate my questions while you're talking, while you just, you were just doing your, your monologue while you were talking, guess what? I already formulated a question in my head. So that that's how I do it. But it's, it's unique to me because of the field that I'm in. I speak to people on a daily basis, my nine to five. That's my daily job is to speak to people, is to hold these type of conversations to find about family, background, money, you recreate, like all that stuff. That's my job. So when I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the mic, I'm able to talk to you without having those long pauses, those, those ums and those ahs, because I'm already formulating what the question is going to be in my head because I do it for a living. So I think that's what the uniqueness that I bring when I podcast. Not everybody's going to be able to do that. Right. I can't do that. Like I, I can't come off the dome with questions. Like when I do those little lives, yeah, I've already got questions already ready because I've already listened to the conversation we had. So I know what to trigger and what not to trigger and, and how to pull some emotion. Um, but the reason, like I said, I do that set list is just for me because it makes it, it's a, it's my safety blanket. Everybody should have some type of safety blanket. Like, so when you perform your show, um, you have certainties in that show. And to me, with that list of questions, it makes my show solid. I can have flaws in the delivery that you give, but I know in the delivery that I'm given, you know, cause we all wrong do whatever we do. Yeah. To me, those questions help me have a tight delivery. Cause I can, the conversation might sound low and I'm like listening to it. I'm like, man, this dude's whack as whatever. And then I come with those, those 2020 questions, the Barbara Walters things. And then we get more in depth into you and then you, shed a layer off of your skin, you know, like an ogre from Shrek or something, you shed a layer. And then we, we got a gem for the episode and that's the next audiogram for my promotion. So let me correct myself on something. So I said, so when I'm talking to guests, I'm, I'm off the top of the head. The only time I have to think about what I have to say before I get on the air is when I'm doing solo podcasts, when I'm talking to myself. That'll be the only time I'll have a conversation. I'll tell my wife, I thought about this idea. This is what I want to talk about. 
uh, and then she'll ask me about it. And then I'll go a little bit more into detail about it. And then that's when that's the only time I really script anything and, and have in my head a topic that I want to talk about. But when I talk to guests, man, it's I'm you know, I'm off, I'm with it. It's it's off the top of the dome. It's me already formulating questions, me already formulating answers, trying to figure out what you're going to say and then how, figure out how to how, how to reply to that. But I, that's a skill that everybody doesn't have that skill. It's something that I learned and I learned along the way. I can have a conversation with a total stranger at the bus, man. It's it's always been that simple for me, but not everybody can do that. So basically you're a USB cable. <laughs> Universal serial bus. I, I can I can understand that uh, deeply. Um, and, and I like the unique style that you have. And one thing I will say inside of that, because I'm one of these people that I will dissect what you said, you're still scripting it too. You just have a really fast way to write your script in your head. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You can say that. Yeah. You can say that. You can say that in all honesty, because that, that's what I'm doing. I'm just sitting there and I'm just ready formulating. I, look, I have adult ADHD. I tell you about the time I have adult ADHD. My mind is constantly running and never stops. So I'm always thinking three or four steps ahead to see where I have to be at. And it, sometimes it gets me in trouble. <laughs> sometimes it gets me in trouble in my everyday life. But for the podcast, and it works out great because now I'm, I'm already, it's already clicking for me. So before we jump off, man, it's been a great con- I can talk to you for five hours, but I know we both, mm-hmm. got, we both got things to do. Before we jump off, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, if you have any merch, go ahead and plug the merch. Any, any big things coming up for yourself in the near future, um, go ahead and, and plug away. All right, um, you can reach me at, uh, just go to Instagram, go to WV Uncommonplace, and then you in the link tree, you can find the merchandise and different stuff like that. On the merchandise, we do it in-house. We got a cricket machine, we do the vinyl, we make the shirts, we make the keychains. Nice. So I do limited runs, because to be honest with you, in merchandising, I don't, don't make any money in that. I'm not those dudes that still that have that side hustle like that. So when I make it for somebody, you're getting a real craft Stacy's out there. That's my co-host uh, on some certain episodes. They're my girlfriend. She uh, takes care of that stuff. So you're getting something really unique and it's handmade. It ain't just like, I mean, we got the little press for gilding and get the little swatches and stuff, but she's out there actually really doing it. So each shirt that's made, that's how we do that. Now, next thing is I got sometimes cinema. That's when we come to your city, um, depending on if my work sends me there. And I will let you know via the Wire app, which is a, an app service that I use that's encrypted side to side. That's a plug for them. Um, and I'll let you know where we're going to do the show at. It's free. We might watch something, a cult classic. Like, I don't know what cult classic is to you, but to me, it'd be like, not Rocky Horror Theater, but like uh, The Room or something like that. Some just something off the wall, something that people don't watch anymore. Toxic Crusader. Um then outside of that, we do the podcast DJ and thing. That's where we take a projector, go into a restaurant, play your podcast, and then we have a discussion about it. That's the that's the other part of what we do because the thing about a podcast is you can be very intelligent with people and um, have grown conversations if the content's there. So right. that's why I always, I always tell every podcaster, have a portable speaker. Let people actually hear what you're doing when you're in the park, when it's warmed up, blah, 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 blah. Now, to finish everything up, uh, the huge announcement that everybody's been garnering on. Everybody knows that I'm a big video game guy, but I'm a big video game guy with the Nintendo Switch. On March 15th, the podcast will debut on Twitch. Nice. Nice. So, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's it's been a pleasure. Like I said, we could talk for hours. I can learn a lot from you. I can. I think a lot of people can learn a lot from you too. Is I just think sometimes the stubbornness from people doesn't allow doesn't allow them to soak up the information. But uh, you 
you keep doing what you're doing. It, it makes you help a lot of people. And a lot of people don't realize that. And you give away a lot of information for free when you can clearly make money off of that. So I appreciate you coming on the show. You're welcome to come on the show anytime. And anytime you want to come in, I'm in the Carolinas, man. So anytime you're going to come into Carolinas, let me know, man. I'll try to pop. If you're near Charlotte, that is, you know, Greenville is only two hours from where I'm at. So if you're anywhere near in the area, let me know if it's on the weekend, you know, well, I'll try to make it down to, to, to see the show live for you guys. Uh, just to show support for you guys. But you're welcome on the show anytime. Uh, My name is Francisco. I appreciate everybody coming on the show and we will talk to you later.